On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder loss to the Washington Wizards, preview the game coming up against the Houston Rockets, SGA made his miraculous return, an injury update on Kenneth Williams, and so much more. All coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast, on Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on Locked On Thunder podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Price Picks. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder loss to the Washington Wizards, talk about the game tonight against the Houston Rockets, an injury update, and a possible SGA return, a great one that we saw against Washington, an injury update on Trench Williams. So much more to talk about today on this podcast, brought to you by Price Picks. It is incredible, so check it out at prizepicks.com using the code NBA or go to your app store and download the app for free. Price Picks is a daily fantasy sport app made easy. Prizepick.com or the Price Pick app anywhere you get your apps from. And thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. So subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube, so you never miss an episode. It's all free. Every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which as you wake up this morning and you head to work in Oklahoma, a, a lot of news breaking around the OU football program. Do not forget to also check out uh, Lockdown Sooners for their coverage. John does a great job over there, Lockdown Sooners. Uh, getting you today, up to date on the Lincoln Riley saga, recapping Bedlam. And if you're an OSU fan, just loving your weekend right now that you just had your holiday weekend which was incredible, and getting prepared for the Big 12 title, go check out Locked On Pokes as well because they have you covered over there for the Pokes, for the Sooners, all-encompassing here on the Locked On Podcast Network across Oklahoma and across the world. So subscribe for free on all platforms to all of the shows that you love. The game overview for the game against the Washington Wizards was just simply incredible because Shea returned. SGA was back after the ankle injury. Uh, Mark had his baby, was back on the sidelines uh, over this last week with the homestand. Uh, it was great to see him back there. Obviously, it's always great to have your head coach there, but it's also, of course, great that his wife and his uh, child are doing great. They named this kid AJ, although they did throw around the names Dort and Poku, which was, of course, uh, a funny joke for all of us at home. Aaron Wiggins was inactive tonight uh, due to the fact that the team did not want to waste a day on his two-way deal which makes sense. Mark mentioned that it's because you know, they've played him a lot recently and they knew that they were not going to play him on Friday. Just too many minutes on his body to, to kind of ramp up on. So they were going to take him out of the rotation anyway. So making him inactive allows them to save those days. If you don't know, on the two-way contract, you have 50 game days. So this is different from Lou Dort's two-way contract. This is actually much better for the two-way players themselves. With Lou Dort, it was counted by days. Days you were with the Thunder. No matter if that was film sessions or practices if you were with the Thunder, that day counts against you. With the new 
arrangement, which happened at the bubble and has really carried through since then on a two-way deal, the only days that are against you are literal game days. So if you're on the active roster inactive for that game, that counts against those 50 day marks and not just practices. So they can practice them with the team as they want to, which made Lou Dort's rookie season that much more impressive because he did not get to practice with the team. He just only could play. So they didn't waste his days and he was still that good and that incredible. But uh, I think it's a great move to manage these days wisely. Of course, they've not reused very many or any of uh, Paul Watson Jr.'s days, maybe a few here and there. But of course, Wiggins uh, needed his days kind of reset a bit and they knew he wanted to get him rest. So they did not make him active tonight. Now, Isaiah Roby, Dale Maldon, Vitt, and Gabriel Deck all were did not play his coach's decisions. Derek Favors did not start tonight and only played nine minutes. And the starters were SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, JRE. Washington started Spencer Nedwini, Bradley Beal, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. So the, the Washington Wizards won this game 101 to 99. The Thunder lose their fifth straight game, and they're now three and seven in their last 10. Oklahoma City is only one game above. The Spurs and the Pelicans, and only three games above the Houston Rockets, who they play twice tonight on Monday and on Wednesday. A lot can change over this next week, good or bad. The Thunder in this game once led by 10. That was also Washington's largest lead. Uh, they, of course, traded the lead three times and were tied five times. And this game was as close as the scoreboard indicated. It was a very fun, competitive back-and-forth game. And I think that as we worry about the future, right, when can this team win a title? When can this team make a big trade? When can this team steal the headlines that OU stole this weekend? Only, of course, hopefully for a better reason. It's important to sit back, take a deep breath, and remember how important it is to simply be entertaining because this is entertainment after all. And I know that this is all about championships. It's a business. It's a cold, it's a cold-hearted thing. And everyone who enjoys sports is very competitive in some way. It's why you enjoy competition. But... One of the main components of all of this is that the Thunder, as an entity, don't owe us championships. They owe us entertainment. They owe us something to rally behind and to support and to kind of kind of bring us all together. And that's what they're doing this year. This is a fun, entertaining team, despite the record. And so that's awesome. I mean, the Kings... You know, they their fans do not see any entertainment night in night out. The Thunder do. So entertainment factor wise, this team's really good. Talent wise, they're just really young. And when you're young, you're not going to win these close games. But it does deserve to be noted how important it is that this team is competitive and entertaining. Because that's half the battle. And now you can also look past that and say the winning should come as well, barring anything dramatic happening. You have all the draft capital in the world. You have all the money in the world in terms of the salary cap. And you have a really good GM by all accounts. Most would argue the best in the sport or top five or top two or whatever you want to put the caveat on him. He's, he's not past that elite threshold. He, he is elite and is going to stay elite. Sam Presti. So the fact that they already have the entertainment aspect of it should go a long way for fans. Because last year there was moments where uh, it wasn't entertaining and it was not fun to watch a team and, and it did not uh, provide enjoyment night in and night out. But this year you're really looking forward to each and every game that this team plays and, and you're, you're getting back into the swing of counting down the moments until the Thunder play again. And so that's an incredible luxury to have because a lot of sport fans and a lot of fans of, of the NBA 
Do not get that right now. Uh, but 15 second chance points in this game for the OKC, 11 for Washington. Oklahoma City Thunder actually won the points in the paint battle, 48-44. Fast break points went to Washington for uh, to two. I, really, the Washington did a great job of slowing this game down. I, I've said it before. The way this team wins games in Oklahoma City is that they move and go up tempo and push the pace and they go in transition. And whenever they lose the second chance, whenever they lose the fast break point opportunity, when they lose the transition you know, kind of mode, they lose games. And Washington, while they, while they did win the fast break point opportunity, there was only four of them for Washington and two of them for Oklahoma City. They slowed this game down a lot, which created some uncomfortability for Oklahoma City and allowed them to pull away at the end. Washington shot 48% from the floor. OKC shot, OKC shot 40% from the floor. Washington shot 34% from deep. OKC shot 35, uh, 33% from deep. Washington made all their free throws, and Oklahoma City only made 85% of their free throws. Washington did a great job of winning this game and closing this game out. The Thunder did not. I mean, the Thunder had mishaps on the stretch, like the SGA running down the floor before Mark called the timeout so you don't get to advance the ball. That's just things that work out with time and that work out with experience and that work out whenever you're not kind of overexcited or, or over over the line, right? And Mark did a great job uh, taking one on the chin for his players, saying that he tells his players, just run, and if you, and if I want the timeout, I'll stop you, just run. And so he, he said it was all on him. He was late getting the timeout in. The ref was also late granting Mark the timeout, of course. You have to know there that Mark's going to want a timeout whenever they get the rebound. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's those mistakes that happen. It doesn't matter who you put them on. It's just a, It's just kind of a... Like a team rebound happens, it's like a team youth, right, in the category. How'd you lose this game? Team youth, young coach, young core players. Mistakes happened down the stretch, and they lost. It wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything embarrassing. It wasn't anything frustrating. It was youth. It was things that the next year, the year after that, and in these coming, this coming future, you expect to be worked out. And when those things do get worked out, well, then you win these close games. When you win these close games, your record flips on its head, and then you become a really good team. So I, I think that this game was very fun, very entertaining, and something that you should take joy in. Take joy in the fact that you had the chance to see an SGA runner go in and out from distance that could have won you this game. I mean, SGA shot a running floater three from beyond the arc. It circled the bowl and doesn't drop. If that shot drops, it's one of the best buzzer beaters ever in Thunder history, and it's like this incredible moment, but it didn't drop. And that's how basketball goes. That's the line. You mix in the way balls bounce, you mixed in the youth, and you have a recipe for teams just not having things go their way at the end of the game. Because this game could have easily gone their way had the ball tilted differently on the rim. Even with all the youth and experience and things like that that come with this season. Very fun game. Very fun team. But before we get into the individual performances on this team, I want to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is incredible. It's the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. Price Picks offers NBA props and more of them than any other daily fantasy prop operator. Offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes. Price Picks offers all the props you can think of, even from points to turnovers to assists and across sports as well. All of my users that deposit and use the code NBA or receive 100% instant deposit match guaranteed up to $100. So use the code NBA and every user will get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You just pick two to five players and the over-under on their projections 
you can win up to 10%, or I should say 10 times on your every entry. It's you versus the projected numbers. Not you versus somebody else, just the numbers. It is incredibly fun. You can also mix sport entries. I've thought about that before. You can take the over on LeBron James combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. Use your award-winning app from the App Store or Google Play Store or go to pricepix.com. It's easy. You can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. It's incredible. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out pricepix.com. Use the code NBA and go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is the daily fantasy sports made easy. What's here right now? How about your friends over at Dark TV? Listen, does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sport highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get your entertainment together that you love without the hassle. And that great way is finally here to get that TV together. It's called the Rec TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And best of all, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Again, thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single day, every single morning. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And do not forget, subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube and every other platform that you have, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you have. Subscribe for free for free on all platforms so that we can hear me talk about Thunder basketball every single day. We're here every single day for you talking Thunder basketball. And... We also cover the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, and college sports. So again, check out Lockdown Sooners and Lockdown Pokes if you are a big fan of OU and OSU. Of course, we also have Lockdown Pac-12 and Lockdown Big 12 if you want to get info on the national scope of the sport. So SGA makes his big return, and he looked a lot better after rest. He had a few great, just nasty finishes at the rim, 15 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, a steal, a block, one turnover and one foul. Big deal here. SGA and Josh Giddy typically making like three turnovers a game, it would feel like. And in this game, one for Josh Giddy, one for SGA. And seeing your lead guards clean that category up, even as young as they are, even with the surroundings that they have with the spacing and the quality of players that they're playing with, seeing them clean that up already is certainly a welcome sign. I think that SGA looked like the player you hoped he looked like. Of course, he still uh, did not have his... A game from three. He didn't make a three tonight going over four, but he was there. He was good after his, of course, absence from the ankle injury. I think that everyone has to stop having PTSD from SGA. There, there was so many jokes made and so many false reports out there that the Thunder sat down SGA for the entire season last year because they were tanking and not because he was legitimately hurt. I think that that's created some PTSD from Thunder fans that anytime his name's on the injury report, it's not just a casual ankle sprain or a bump and a bruise. 
he's going to be done for the whole year because this evil Thunder team is tanking and they don't want us to have nice things. That's not the case. That's not the case last year. Last year, the Thunder just had to sit him because he was hurt. He didn't get to play for Team Canada, something that he's expressed he wanted to do for years. Something that after the season was over, at the exit interview, he said he wants to do if he's 100%. If he can get back to 100%, which he said he was not at at the exit interview, then he would play for Team Canada. Well, Team Canada came and went, he didn't play, so obviously at the time he would have to play, he was not 100%. That's it. End of story on SGA's injury history. End of story. And so when he has an ankle injury, you don't have to go into mass hysteria that he's not going to play again. And so SGA in this game was originally rolled out at the start of the morning, but then he progressed later on in the day and was upgraded to available. And he got the play and he got the start and he got the play uh, in 34 minutes. I mean, just his normal workload. He averages 34.9 minutes per game. He played in 34 minutes, started this ball game, and had a chance at the end to win this contest. Don't need to freak out every time SGA is on that injury report. Uh, Josh Giddy, his back for me, it was fun. It was awesome. 28 minutes, 33% from the floor, 0 for 2 from 3. The shooting splits are not going to be there this year. I said that at the beginning of the season. I said that in the preseason. When you think about Josh Giddy and his all-rookie first team aspect, it's going to be because he's a compiler of total team stats and total stats overall, not because of his shooting splits. I, I think that his shooting splits should not be held against him right now at this point of his career, at this point of anybody's career, as players still try to figure out how to simply play within the NBA, much less uh, try to figure out how to shoot the ball efficiently and take better shots, selections, and things like that. So he's going to compile a lot of stats. He's going to compile enough counting stats to where it gets him where he wants to be at the end of the year in terms of these all-rookie teams. Uh, but as a totality of this game, 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists, only one turnover, and a steal in this game, he made an impact and he helped you in a big way to win this win this game and beat the Wizards and to, and to keep you in this game down the stretch. I think that Marks talked about staggering him in SGA at that point guard spot. We'll talk about this more later on this week, but it's a great thing. It happens with every great guard you know, kind of pairing. You see it with Washington, with Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Beal. You see it everywhere around the NBA. Of course, you saw it a ton with the Chris Paul-James Harden pairing. It is smart when you have these two guys. Now, they also have to coexist together, and everyone has said it's going to happen. The players have said it. SGA and Josh Giddy have said it. Sam Presti said it. Mark has said it. I've, I've prognosticated it will happen. So, like, everyone from media to fans to players to coaches to GMs have all said that they think that SGA and Josh Giddy can mesh. That's going to happen, but staggering them helps the team in the long run. And I think that that's where you're going to see this team start winning more if they do that. I think that the staggering thing is truly great for winning games, especially right now. It'll be good for winning games long-term as well, but right now to help this team elongate its depth and, and get better as a whole, they would stagger the minutes and they would keep these guys on the floor as much as possible, at least one of them on the floor at all times if possible. So we'll see if they truly fall through with it because that's a that's a big step to me towards winning games. I'm not saying this team's not going to try. I'm not saying this team's not going to tank or, or is trying for the playoffs or is trying to win games. I'm just saying if you truly do stagger these two players, that's a huge step in bettering your team, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Like, obviously, anyone can be wrong whenever they're predicting sports. But I think that if you do stagger this, this these, two, these two minutes for these two guys, the lineups you can create are better than what you're seeing right now. They can get you those wins down the stretch of games. We'll talk more about this game, especially Ludort's offensive production coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar 
that tastes just like a candy bar, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order. Folks, it's the best day of the year. It's Cyber Monday, the only Monday that is worth getting out of bed. Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get 20% off today of every delicious and healthy Built Bar. That's 20% off site-wide. An even bigger discount on Built Boost, on Broth, and Built Swag. The brand new Built Bar flavors have landed just in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond, and it delivers everything that it's promised. A caramelized chocolate. It always is incredible. Almonds are always incredible. It is delightful. So check that box as well. Be sure you get this before it's gone. Built Bar sent all of us on the network this new flavor ahead of time so we can test them out and, and tell you how good they are. Trust me, folks, they're great. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. They're awesome. And also, there's a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. You know I love cheesecake. That Built Bar sounds incredible. 40 cal- 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. It is to die for. Bilbo.com, 20% off everything in store. And over there right now, Bilbo.com, locked 20 before it's too late. So locked 20 for today only on Cyber Monday. Go check it out. Built.com, Cyber Monday, locked 20, 20% off of your next order. Let's see right now. But your friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your new online sportbook experts and the place to be for betting on sports. It is your number one spot for all of your sport action. They have a new website, new interface on your website, devices on your mobile devices, and on your computer. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on the promo code locked on. And you're going to get that 50% welcome bonus to bet on. Bet on the AG on college hoops, the NBA, the NFL, college football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even. Vegas casino games. So do not wait. Take advantage right now on all these amazing offers available for the entire 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your favorite action. Bet online, they're chocked full of deals at betonline.ag. Check them out today. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And now Lou Dort. Lou Dort continued to be awesome offensively. 50% from the floor, 33% from three, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, 21 points for Lou Dort to help lead this team on offense. The sky seemingly is the limit for Lou Dort. I think that every time that people start to put a ceiling on Lou Dort, he breaks through it. So I, I think that we're still in this kind of cautionary period with Lou Dort. Do you really want to just kind of jump out on that limb? Who's going to be the first one to say, Lou Dort can be Kawhi Leonard? Ludor can be somebody in the upper echelon of this NBA and risk that tree limb being kind of flimsy and falling on your face. We're kind of in that wait and see period. I think that what's for certain is that Ludor has solidified himself as an NBA caliber starter on a team that can win a championship. And for an undrafted guy that started out on a two-way deal, that is a monumental leap for him. And I'm just happy for his success by all accounts. It couldn't have happened to a better guy from all that we know about Ludor. So it's just awesome to see him continue to roll offensively. But Trey Mann stole the show a lot uh, in this game. 17 minutes, 11 shot attempts. And Mark praised that number and said that he wants him to shoot even more. And that that has been what's missing from his arsenal since training camp. Even going back to just practices. Get the shots up. Shoot shots. 
You are a scorer. You're a shot creator. You're a shot maker. Go do your thing. Go have those Skittles at times, right? And I, I just think that you cannot convince me that the Thunder did not create this by sending him down to the blue. He goes to the blue. He has that 30-point night, and he gets more confident in his shot, and he does these step-back threes that create so much separation. He has that long range where he can step back two, three steps past the, the three-point line and knock down three-point shots. I think that the blue helped him a lot. And this could just be a, a combination of things where it's not only the blue. Of course, you don't want to give 100% credit to anything because, after all, Trey Mann's a really good basketball player. It's just a matter of time before he before he kind of showed that and displayed that. This is what he does on the basketball floor. But I think that the blue helped him realize, hey, I can take shots in this league. I don't have to be as passive as I was being early on this year. I, I think that Trey Young, I mean, just think that Trey Mann, I should say, has a lot of potential. I think that he can be a special scorer. Because that that step back gives him such room to shoot that it that it kind of counteracts the size questions. There's a big deal. How can this guy get his shot up in the NBA? He's a little bit undersized. Whenever he creates that much space just by a step back and can still make the shot, the the, the size aspect is no longer a knock on him. And he is really good in the mid range. As he gets more creative at the basket and can score more inside, which we saw him do at Florida. So I, I think that we can feel confident in him doing eventually in his NBA career, it, it just goes that much better for him as a score and, and as a player. And I think that with Trey Mann, nobody knows what he'll, what he's going to be. I think that anyone who tells you that they know for sure, if he'll be an X, an X quality of player, they're lying to you. Uh, but from the scoring potential that we've seen from the playmaking aspect that he has off of that scoring, I, I think that all signs point right now to his floor being somebody that can get you buckets off the bench like a Lou Williams type of player, which is a huge compliment. If you if you ask NBA players to sign that dotted line right now that I can assure you you're going to have a Lou Williams type career, sure, you might be giving up a bigger upside, but I'm assuring you that you're going to do no worse than Lou Williams. A lot of players would sign that line. A lot of players would sign that deal today if I can assure them their talents translate into Lou Williams. I think that I think that's what the signs are pointing towards towards Trey Mann if this continues to progress. And he seems like a very hard worker. seems like a great kid. seems like there's no reason why it wouldn't continue to progress this way for Trey Mann. Darius Baisley, another tough night tonight offensively. He's really improved defensively, which I think goes so far under the radar. I think that if he would have improved as much as he has defensively, offensively. So however you want to qualify that, let's say, let's say that you think that his jump on defense this year has been from a C-plus to an A-minus, Right. If he's and which of course that's not the exact numbers, but I'm just giving you kind of a reference point. If you could say, okay, reverse time, and we'll start this year over again, but this time Baisley takes a step from a C plus offensive player to an A plus offensive player. If you can say that that's the leap, or C C plus to A minus offensive player, if that leap happens offensively, and he even has the regression defensively, at least he didn't have the regression offensively, right? So you just flip his skill sets, you just flip them on, on their head. And he's that good of an offensive player that he is a defensive player. And he's that bad of a defensive player that he's an offensive player right now. I think that fans would be fawning over how much of an improved player that he is, how much better he's gotten, how much work he's put in, how, how much, uh, you know, just tangible improvements he's made. But since those improvements have come defensively, they kind of get overlooked because it's hard to quantify defense. It's hard to see it in real time. And you just see that he's missing all these shots and you're just thinking that he's not a good basketball player. And that's what Mark has said is, is keeping him in the starting lineup. He said, Mark has said that, They've not thought about taking him out of the starting lineup because of the defense that he provides. 
they thought briefly about closing on Washington's game with Poku because just simply they thought against it because of the defense. They thought briefly about closing the game with Poku. That, of course, went nowhere. He didn't close the game. And basically puts up five rebounds, eight points, 30% from the floor, and two for four from three. Basically just can't figure it out offensively. And until he does, he's going to get these negative drawbacks because he's improved a lot as a defender, but he's not proved to that Lou Dort area. He's not proved and approved to that tangibly great, right? You have to really, really study him to know his strides defensively. Lou Dort, anybody can watch Lou Dort and see he's a great defender. So he's not there yet. He's also still a really good defender. And so it's just kind of, eh, it's everybody wanting more about Darius Basley. And at this point, all I can tell you is there's no point to get worked up about it. There's no point to get frustrated by it. There's no point to complain about it because the Thunder are committing to Darius Basley this year. It's his year. He's going to be a starter. He's going to get a ton of minutes as long as he's healthy. And they're going to ride it out. And it could be much more of this. This could just be Darius Baisley. What he's shown you for two years now. And we could all be sitting around waiting for that bubble Baisley to return. And it never does. He's never bubble Baisley again. But this Thunder team has no really risk involved in waiting to see if that's true. Right? Like they're not risking anything. They're not jeopardizing anything to just write it out. Nothing's at stake here. So if there's even a, a 1% chance in the people around Darius Paisley know him the best, Sam Presti, Mark Dagnon, the, the staff itself, that, that they think that he can become that Pebble Baisley again, then you might as well keep starting him. You might as well keep playing him. Because what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? It doesn't matter. This season doesn't matter for anything other than player development, player opportunity, and maximizing that aspect of it. And so try, try to develop Darius Baisley because you've gotten him there defensively. You really have. Find a way to get him there offensively and you really have something. So I, I hope that the Thunder can do it. I think that Baisley uh, gets a lot of negative attention and a lot of bad rap, you know, bad rap and kind of unnecessary hate. Hopefully he can do it offensively. He has made improvements defensively. Pukashevsky, 7.6 rebounds to assist. Uh, some just chucking of threes, a nice pick and roll game with Ty Jerome that I'd like to see the Thunder exploit more. Ty Jerome's a really good playmaker. Pogoshevsky's a really good option for uh, pick and rolls and pick and pops with Ty Jerome. He's a good playmaker and a good shooter. It can really like help the defense and help the offense exploit the defense in the second unit. Poku had that Euro step miss that turns into the swirl bowl, bowl uh, put back on his second chance point and then threw up a sidestep three, which I thought was hilarious. And Daniel Gafford had eight blocks tonight. One of them was on Poku. So like, just kind of threw that in here on the Poku segment. But Daniel Gafford was awesome at blocking shots uh, in this game. And of course, the big Poku play was his like two-step behind the line three-pointer, which Poku's just fun. Poku's just a joy to watch play. Kenny Hustle had a bad sprained ankle tonight, and he is out against Houston on Monday. As of the injury report, he is out tonight against the Houston Rockets. Mark made it seem pretty severe after practice on Saturday. So we'll see when the next time we see Williams is. They did play well in this game, 11 points, five rounds and assists, and a steal. The bet of the day was the Thunder plus six. That obviously cashed in, but the minimal pick was SGA, and SGA did not hit a three-pointer at all, so that did not hit. MVP of this game was Lou Dort. Next up, Tuesday, we're going to recap this game against the Houston Rockets. On Wednesday, we have a mailback episode. I've already got a Reddit thread started on Reddit, slash 
our Thunder. Go check that out and post your comments there and questions there. You can also send them in on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles or email the show lothunderpod at gmail.com. So if you want to ask a question, you have multiple ways to do so for Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to recap the Rockets game from Wednesday. And then Friday, recap the Grizzlies game from Thursday. So a lot to get into throughout this next week. Subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube. And make sure you check us out every single morning for your first listen of the day. We're here for you every single morning talking Thunder basketball. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.